Welcome to Let's Talk About Treks, an episodic review of today's visions of the future featuring Earl Grey and Jack Dorino. Hello, this is Jack Dorino interrupting the regularly scheduled Let's Talk About Treks because I wanted to introduce you to our new patron-only show, which is segment 31. I really enjoyed the most recent episode we did, and so I thought I'd share it because it was a topic that I learned a lot about from Earl. He explained uh, sort of a setup of how to get into and an overview of Star Trek Adventures, which is the AD&D sort of style of uh, RPG based on Star Trek. Um, So here's that episode of Segment 31. Hi, Earl. Hi, Jack. How are you today? I'm doing well. Good. What's our topic today? The new books that I got, the Star Trek Adventures Player's Guide and the Star Trek Adventures Game Master's Guide. This is segment 31. Okay, we can do that. (laughs) So I did pick up these two books. They are individual books instead of one core rule book. I picked them up because I initially thought, oh, it'd be cool just to have you know, separate individual books. They're smaller. They should be less expensive. Oh, are you implying that? Okay, so there is a one, a single volume available, and there's also these two separate volumes available. Is that what yes, you're there is a single volume available, and there's these two separate volumes available. Okay. Do you, do you have the single volume in plastic, <laughs> untouched somewhere? Uh, I don't even have it open. Yeah, I knew it. (laughs) I knew you had. So you bought the single one so you can actually like open them and use them and stuff. Yeah, I I bought these so I could open them and use them. I'm sorry if my shock blew out everyone's eardrums. I mean, not my shock, just my vindication. That was like just the sounds of pure vindication because like I knew that was the case. It was good. I was being generous by saying are available because I didn't want to go right to I know you have the full one, but you just don't want to open it. Anyway, I bought these with with the intent that it was my impression that these are just basically the full one just divided in half so that I can just read the player stuff and give a GM, you know, the uh, the GM stuff that they need. Uh, oh, so it's a player guide and a GM guide. Yeah, player guide and a GM guide, but okay. apparently they do still say on the back that they recommend that you get the full Star Trek Adventures core rulebook. But is it? it's the same thing, though, right? Well, uh, looking through it, there is a lot of the same material as what I would expect to be in it. The thing that mm-hmm. I do see that is missing out of the player's book uh-huh. is a character sheet. Okay, tell me how this whole this whole process works. Because I've never played... I've played Dungeons & Dragons with these, these weird kids across the street like once <laughs> in like the early 90s. And that is my the extent of my exposure to mm-hmm. any sort of tabletop. Because it, it sounds like it's a tabletop, so like a guide to a tabletop role-playing. That's the kind of... Because I've done, yeah. obviously, collaborative online fiction, as you're aware, yeah. like writing yeah. back and forth with people in around. But yeah. I haven't really done that sort of it's like a dice and rules based sort of thing yeah there it's more structured it's rules based uh there are dice there are special dice that you can get that i think they're just basically six-sided dice and there it this is called a 2d20 system so there are apparently you need 
two 20 sided dice for them as well. Oh, you know, I've heard that D it's a D 20. It's a dab above like D 16. I never knew until this moment that the D was referring to the dice. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. See my, <laughs> my, my knowledge of RPG tabletop role-playing games is expanding Double. already. Yes. Well, yes, it's pretty much doubled. Okay. So, <laughs> how, so tell me more. How does that, how does this work? So, Oh, let me ask you, how many, how many people do you have? Do you need to have like a basic, because I imagine there's in my imagination, there's levels, like there's like a basic mm -hmm. level where it's like, eh, it's, it's fine. And then there's like a medium level where it's like, Ooh, there's a lot going on. This is real engaging. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And then there's like mm -hmm. another level that's like, okay, there's like for me, Oh, I just pushed my microphone. Out of the way. <laughs> I got excited. <laughs> um, Like for me, where like, there's a potential of a time when there's like, Oh my God, there's too, just too much going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's still like yeah. really engaging, but it's like, I'm getting lost in it. Yeah. And I think that in, in my head that relates to like how many people are involved. Right. I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, Modifius, the cur current publisher of the Star Trek role-playing games, uh, the current license holder, uh -huh. they do have a solo adventure called the captain's log solo adventure. Uh -huh. I haven't picked that up yet. I do intend to pick it up. It comes in uh, four different covers. There's a Michael Burnham cover. Well, a, a Star Trek Discovery combat cover. Okay. There is a TOS uh, command cover. There is a TNG and a DS9 combat cover. Cool. Uh, so there's four different covers right now. Gotcha. Uh, so that could be potentially just one player. And that oh. single player would... Oh. Uh, be as engaged as they wanted to be it might be more of a Wait. i haven't read the book but it might be more of a journaling kind of thing that's curious tell me how that oh you don't know how it works yeah i i don't know okay. how that works i that's would imagine you just read the adventure they give you a scenario you maybe pick off of a chart you you roll whatever however many options are on the chart so you roll that big of a dice you could use that model to potentially write a series of personal logs yeah huh interesting yeah yeah it, like that, that's and a it good wouldn't idea. be something that you've like pre-made up and some of the things that would happen would be things that might be unexpected to you to occur um no they they would be sort of unexpected because i, mm -hmm. I would imagine they would say okay Kind of like the um, old uh, choose your own adventure books. That's what I'm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Was like it's like you, it, it it writes its own choose your own adventure book, potentially. Yeah. You you would roll on a chart. Say if there was a twelve choices on a chart, you would roll a die and whatever came up on your on your twelve sided dice mm -hmm. would uh that would be what you would do. Or you could say, I mean, you could cheat cheat it and say, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll do that. Okay. And they would tell you what what to do from there, huh. um, and you would probably journal, you know, write down what's going on and write what your character is doing. Sure, I I imagine that the different covers might be more character centric. That you're actually playing as either Michael Burnham or actually playing as Kirk or Pike, and instead of creating your own character, although there might be rules to way you could do it as your own captain character. Okay. You uh the minimum number of players you can typically have is two mm -hmm. would okay. be you know one GM and one player. Okay. Now tell me the difference between the GM and the player insofar as their knowledge of the 
workings of the game and the future thereof as far as like storyline and all that so the gm comes up with the storyline they've read all the rules the the core rule book cover to cover okay so so within the within the bounds of the rules they're just crafting a a a story like from whole cloth or are they yes. crafting like just a beginning point and then like it changes as it goes or do they have like basically the story and your choices sort of provide the flavor to the story it depends on the gm some gms are good at railroading the players into the exact story beats that they want to meet okay. other gms are good at having an, a, a wide open opening and uh-huh. they'll roll with whatever players present them. They might try and casually guide them towards a certain uh, next step, kind of okay. like uh, an open RPG in a uh, Red Dead Redemption or other sort of wide open video games that do have a story. Uh-huh. Legend of the new Legend of Zelda stories, where there is sort of a story, yeah. and you can play through that, but you can also do whatever you want. Oh, okay. So I'm currently playing this game whose name I can't remember right now. It's not <laughs> Starfield, it's Everspace. Uh-huh. Uh Everspace 2. Okay. And so everyone was big on Starfield, and I was excited about Starfield to come out. I mean, it looks amazing. The game mechanics are the game mechanics are cool. The being able to fly your ship from like landed on a planet to into space to another planet and land on that other like that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then you yeah. can get out of your ship and walk around. You can build stuff. Like it's pretty awesome. However, I like Everspace 2 better. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. a little more juvenile. I guess it's I I don't know. Like it's a different, it's a very different style. All you're doing is instead of like flying the starship to go from place to place, you're basically like flight flying mm, you're basically flying like a like an attack fighter mm, sort of thing. Okay. And like you're mostly no, you're only <laughs> like inside your ship going around and shooting things and flying around and going to warp and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the okay. cutscenes are basically uh, storyboard, like like paintings and they just like you know they kind of move them around a little bit and they tell this story i don't really pay attention to the story i'm really more (laughs) like i I do want to like advance my ship and get better weapons and this kind of thing Mm but starfield it feels like a little too much like i would like in this (laughs) game also to get around get out and go around and shoot shoot up stuff on the planet or whatever so it's a little bit too open world for you starfield well starfield is just a little bit too there there's a okay it it's for me i think it's too it requires too much time like Mm. if i had a full like two days to Mm. like get into the game and get used to how it works and like build my character to a point where i can do all the things Mm -hmm. and like have a quick understanding of like what you know what i need to do to do this and what i need to do to do that like it takes a little time i think to get into everspace took a little time to get into but like and i'm still learning as i go but like it's just a it's it's a faster um it's a quicker return on your investment like i can Mm -hmm. go out and shoot some stuff up and either win or lose quickly like with starfield Mm -hmm. it's like oh my gosh am i gonna build this thing yeah am i gonna follow this quest from here to here to here yeah you know with this, you could have a, a one-shot adventure, depending on how well the GM writes it, mm-hmm. or it you can have a multi-adventure campaign going on. Some role players, huh. depending on how into it they are, some yeah. role players, yeah, they'll play the same campaign for months or years, uh-huh. and they'll meet you know once a week or once every other week on sure. a Sunday and just spend two, three, four, five, uh-huh. seven hours 
interestingly i think i may have mentioned at some point that i listen to a lot of podcasts i do <laughs> think that i've come across a podcast that's based on people playing this okay so i i mentioned that because i don't know maybe you might find it interesting to to listen and see how they do I, it yeah i i might i do watch some uh playthroughs of video games i have listened to some uh uh D D role play gaming sessions you know mm -hmm. podcasts based on them yeah um, they can be funny they can be exciting uh they're the the obvious big na name around uh the interwebs is uh uh critical core and they have of course play quote the world's most popular role-playing game which but, is dungeons and dragons ad and d yes. Okay. Yeah, just without the A. Oh, okay. I didn't know people played regular D and D without the A. Do you um, know the difference? I don't know the difference, to be honest. I'm I'm not sure of the difference. Okay. As far I, as my the kids across the street played A D and D. Well, see, yeah, back in the '90s, that's what there was. They had okay. Um, they hadn't come out with uh, the 3.5 system yet, right. or the 3.0 system. So yeah, AD and D was more or less D and D two point Okay, as far as my understanding of the history. Okay. Um, and I think what what uh, TSR and later Wizards of the Coast found out was that the advanced portion of it made players too intimidated, so they just kind of dropped the A out of AD and D. Oh, okay. To to make it more inviting. Hmm. Oh, okay. So you're saying that D and D is D and D one point oh, A D and D is D and D two point oh, and D and D three point oh is D and D three point oh. Like the A D and D was just version two, and now version three just takes out the A part, the 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 word. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it without getting too deep into it, since this is only half an hour podcast. Um, it yeah, I think that's the basic gist of it. Okay. So. Uh, there's also sort of a zeroth ed edition, which is the quote the white box. Zeroth, <laughs> the white box that is so coveted by completionists and stuff. Okay, but uh, yeah. So okay, so let's pretend like okay. So say I've magically found three other people, mm -hmm. one of whom wants to be a GM, and uh -huh. we're gonna play. We've decided we're going to play this. Yeah what's what so we we've we've picked our place we've picked our time and we're mm -hmm. here the time is here now what happens okay so presumably beforehand uh each player would have at least each people that's going to be a player each people each person would, would be, be the least... title of this episode if this were an ltac 100 <laughs> well each people is a yes people can be a plural Yes, because you can have people from Asia and you can have Mexico and each of those people are people. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, each people has done a thing. You would presumably have read either the player's guide. Wait, I want the... you to say presumably again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Presumably. Yes, so each person would have done a presumably the character sheet. Uh, Yeah. Well, generally, uh, session zero is going to be creating your character because you want to create a oh, character. Session zero that... is bef before we arrive or when we arrive? When you arrive. The oh, first okay. place. So we haven't created the character yet. Is it cheating if I have an idea of a character in my head already? 
No. Okay. Not at all. The GM mm-hmm. wouldn't appreciate that. And sometimes oh, okay. the GM, depending on the GM, they might say, yeah, go ahead. Tell the GM I appreciate them as well. Yeah. The GM might might say, go ahead and create your character ahead of time. I don't care if they jive with the other characters. Oh, so, okay. So you would want to, since this is Starfleet Adventures, you would want to like potentially create a crew that would gel together? Yeah. So you don't want, okay. you know, gotcha. everybody playing a chief science officer. Mm, you want mm-hmm. somebody playing a oh, chief oh, science sure. officer, yeah. somebody playing in command, somebody gotcha. playing in engineering. Huh. Can you play multiple characters? Like if you have three people, can you have seven people? You know, the normal size of a crew when you're not strange in worlds. If you um is it is it would that be like it, super complicated G- if it, you it had more than be, one character? It, it could be, yeah. Okay. All right. It depends on what the GM is comfortable with, how experienced okay. they are, right, and it sorry. depends on how pl- experienced the players are. So do they <laughs> add in NPCs to take those other characters? Yeah, the, the okay. GM's job is they play literally everybody else in the world. Oh, okay. Huh. They play all the NPCs. Okay. So they would uh not only know all the rules. It makes me think of that Rick and Morty where like they had like the planet that was like the one or the one person with all the people. Uh-huh. Because it was oh, a collective. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. what he's in. Like, he would like blast one away and then just the next guy walks up and start continues the conversation. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They're all the same yeah, person. Well, there's actually an interesting comic. Uh, series where there's like three of them now where uh it's Rick and Morty versus D and D. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Rick, no, Morty discovers D and D in a local game store, and he's like, "What is this?" And then Rick totally, you know, geeks out on it and says, "Oh, this is what you, you know, my friends used to do. The people my age used to do." Wait, this is an episode I haven't seen. This is a comic book series. Oh, comic book. You said that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> But and then there's even a box set of a D and D versus Rick Rick and Morty uh, huh. mini adventure. So interesting out there. Oh, okay. Somewhere. But anyway, cool. yes. You also talked about how many. What would be the most number of players that you could yeah. have? And yeah, that would really be up to the GM. Some GMs are f- comfortable and fine having ten players around the table. On average, you have five players, one GM and four PCs. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. It's just like just like when we did the collaborative role playing online. Yeah. Like it was basically if there was more people than that, then it was either difficult to manage or people got jealous or Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I used to hate joining a ship where it's like, no, the, the only person that gets assigned a job to do on the mission is the chief of anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't sure. ha- you don't intentionally send the assistant to do a thing. So yeah. what's the why should I be your assistant medical officer when he did? I mean, unless your show is about lower deckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I okay. So we've, we've sort of halfway sort of created characters before we arrive. Mm-hmm. And what else do we want to have done before we arrive? Um, you would have wanted to read at least the player's portion of the, either, either the whole player's guide or the player's portion of the, the core rule book. Uh, Okay, what does that tell me in general? It's going to tell you how to create a character. It's going to have okay. inspiration for character concepts. Mm-hmm. It's going to have basic rules, how to play the basic game, okay. you know. Right. Like do's and don'ts with a character. Do, does yeah. it, when you're, um, I feel like I have an idea that you there's some potential dice rolling in the creation of character, or is that in the episode zero part? 
that well that when yeah when you're creating a character it depends on the gm but in a in a session zero you're mm. going to roll some dice to come up with your character's stats you're not going to just say i'm gonna i'm a big bad guy i can do it because i say i can your stats are going to help determine that and the dice are going to help determine uh, whether okay. you can lift a manhole cover and throw it like a frisbee. Okay. Okay. You know, interesting. Okay. So I could potentially create a Klingon character that's weaker than someone else's chill character. <laughs> yes. You could okay. potentially do that. Right, depending cool. on how, that's interesting. I like if it. the guys thoughts are gods are in your favor. Okay. In fact, you might alter your character based on the stats that you get. You might, Oh, well maybe I don't want to play a Klingon because that doesn't. Huh, interesting. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Or, I mean, you're going to get higher stats and some, you, you can choose what stats you're putting them in depending on the GM. So if you get, you know, like a 19 for to, to choose to put in that, you might want to put that in your strength, you know, instead of okay. your charisma. You're not forced to put any particular number in any set of your your stats that you, that you, you know, that you want. So... Yeah, you're not forced to do it. So you can put it wherever you want. So you could have, you know, your 19 and oh, so like I could I could just roll like if I have 20 characteristics, I can just roll 20 times and then put the numbers wherever I want to put them. Yes, exactly. Okay. So oh, if you have a Klingon in mind, you would say, Oh, yes, that's yeah. a that's a natural 20. I'm gonna put that 20 yeah. in in my my strength. <clears throat> sure. Or my you know, whatever you think that you want your Klingon to do. Okay. So what else do we do at, Oh, would, were there other things to do beforehand? Uh, beforehand, you might uh, want to have picked out and, and have your dice ready and purchased. Ooh, um, okay. You, it depends on if you're meeting in person or online, you know, you online. Am be, I allowed you know, to bring two 10 sided dice to, to equal a 20 sided dice? Is that frowned upon? uh no that's generally that's not how it really works yeah that's oh, generally i can't bring upon. like five four-sided wait there's no four-sided <laughs> yeah there are four-sided dice wait how there's a it's a pyramid one two three oh yes of course yes all right silly me wait but it's very <laughs> unlikely that you're only getting oh i'm sure it's weighted in size so that you get an equal chance on every every side. Yeah, it, it it's balanced. Okay. So, okay. and and there are newer four sided dice where there's they have like a flat side where you can actually tell which side is facing up better, and um um that just there are some sides that it can't roll on because it, it's rounded. So, uh, uh it, it's hard to describe the dice. Sorry. This... <laughs> okay but you can get a typical set of role-playing dice at walmart for like 10 bucks huh okay i, I actually i think you get three in that set so oh, okay that's i that's news to me that's something so, some role players they get they get superstitious with their dice if the dice okay. keeps on rolling bad for them they'll retire them and and oh. try it so if you're deep, uh, do they them, do they have like dice that are like do they okay so i'm okay I'm trying to think are are there dice designs to make the allure of dice a parallel to the allure of different types of wands like in that series that I don't talk about the author of 
you know, the ones with like a phoenix feather running down the middle of yeah, it. Yeah, that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. There definitely are. And there are definitely huh. role players that compulsively buy sets of dice. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I have more than one set of Shut dice. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's I, interesting. I you know, I have a lot of pink, purple, and blue dice. What? Do they have clear ones with stuff inside, like frozen? Yes, they do. Oh, yeah. that's what you I You could get. get ones with, like, little uh, Star Trek Deltas inside them. Oh, that's cool. I would like a mosquito. So it looks like a mosquito in amber. Yeah, you can get amber-colored dice and have a mosquito on the inside. Yeah. Cool. I, that might not be a thing maybe you want to write your favorite dice Ooh. maker and say hey here's an idea i don't have a favorite dice maker <laughs> <laughs> or you know pick you pick a favorite dice maker on amazon and okay write so to them and what say, what amount of paper and in what way um is involved in this game because i imagine that yeah like i imagine that you the, so each player is going to have stuff written in front of them initially about the character Yes. Right. And the GM is going to have that same information written down on their side. Correct. And presumably they're going to have like maybe story points, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, and then the the players are, do they need to keep something, some sort of, I imagine they want to keep something written as well. Right. Like, yeah, I, I haven't seen a character sheet for Star Trek adventures, mm -hmm. but an, a, an average character sheet, Single-sided can be anywhere from two to five pages single-sided. Oh, so do things... So really? Do you, like, and, splay them out in front of you? And, like, what's yeah, on those papers? People, <laughs> different stats or different uh, mm -hmm. features about the character, different spells. Like in fantasy uh -huh. role-playing settings, you might have different spells that your character knows. Okay. Sure. And how many times you can use them in a day or how many times uh, you can use them in, in a round or whatever. Okay. In other cases, you might have a list of your equipment, the clothing that you have on the, you know, the, if you have a magic ring that turns you invisible or okay. a, a, a fire sword that can cut through. Huh? I'm betting you probably don't have those things in Starfleet Adventures. Is it Starfleet Adventures or Star Trek Adventures? Star Trek Adventures. Hmm. Okay. I would call it Starfleet <laughs> Adventures that would because nobody would know what it is. You gotta be commercial for huh? what do you mean? Non, nobody would know what it was. The the non Nobody who didn't know what it was would need to know what it was. They would see they would prop uh, people that aren't a big Star Trek fan, they would recognize Star Trek, but they might not recognize Starfleet. Right. But if they are a big Star Trek fan, they'll know what Starfleet is, and that's probably who's mostly getting this, wouldn't you? say well i mean or do you, you think that there's a large a... like non star trek fan base that is interested yeah, only in like starfleet a... adventures or star trek adventures you could have a mixed bag of players so you could have players that say uh, i want to play a sci-fi adventure okay and and not, i get i'm tired of all these fantasy adventures isn't there something sci-fi hmm. and so a gm you know, a perpetual GM might say, well, there's a Starfinder, there's, you know, Traveler. I haven't heard of those. What else is there? There's a Star Trek Adventures. Oh, I've, I kind of have heard that. I kind of know a little bit about that. So, yeah, let's try that. I like so, the little skit you just did for us. I appreciate it. That was really good. <laughs> it's, it's very, it was very the cute. best way I could think of to describe that. Yeah, I got you. Sometimes it just happens in your head and you just say what it is. <laughs> these, are the, these are the pictures that I see when you said what you said. <laughs> these are the voices? And, and when, yeah, you almost <clears throat> said that anyway. Okay, 
think. Yes. So okay. So it's okay. So we've done. We have. We have our characters made. Well, mm-hmm. As we're go. So you, as we're going along in the story, I'm adding stuff to the papers that are splayed out in front of me because it has to do with my characters' attributes and how they, yeah, relate to the game moving forward. Yeah, and I mean, some of those character sheet portions might be a vehicle that you have, or the things that are in your mm-hmm. med kit, or whatever. Oh, my inventory. Yeah, your inventory. Uh, okay, cool. So, all right. So, w- what, w- like, what is the, what is the, what is the good or best or like, what, how are these outcomes? Like, what, what's, what makes, what is my goal? Like, what am I trying to get to? Like, am I trying to solve a mystery that the GM has created for us? Am I trying to solve a problem? Oh, I guess that they've created whatever they've created. Yeah, the GM has created whatever they've created. Yeah, they can create a mystery. I mean, it's the same thing with regular Star Trek. Sometimes sure. the Star Trek episode is going to be a mystery. It's going to be a Holmesian kind of thing. Yeah, no Sometimes a Star Trek episode is going to be a zombie movie. You know, you're, yes, you're the best of both worlds. <laughs> you know, a, a horror setting. Sometimes you're going to have an adventure just exploring and looking for the special item that. Yes, you... which is actually the thread of Star Trek Discovery season five, by the way. Spoiler alert. Oh. It's like some quest for some sort of valuable item. Yeah. Or you could have an adventure where you could go on an adventure. You could go on an Iconian adventure and find, you know, to figure out who the Iconians are. And find, I mean, the GM would have to make it up whole cloth and it right. certainly wouldn't be canon unless sure. somebody like really saw it online and really liked it and stole it and didn't tell anybody. But, um, yeah. you know, you can do really whatever you want within the realm of Star Trek. And in fact, hmm. there is a, book dedicated just to playing Klingons and having Klingon adventures or there's a book just dedicated to the Delta Quadrant and having adventures in the Delta Quadrant whether That's or not you're a Starfleet member or a Klingon member or I think there might be something to do with uh, the Romulan Star Empire there there's a there is a source book that t- gives you uh, suggestions and clues on how to set your adventure as if it's a lower deckers adventure. There's an entire book okay. just dedicated to Star Trek lower decks. Hmm. Okay. So basically they make everything fit within the bounds of sort of the show's style and like the yeah. lore of that specific show. I imagine yeah. is that are there physics rules that might be different for lower decks? Do you think? Because people are, yeah, like people are a little more stretchy <laughs> in lower decks, you know, like you, you getting your leg speared with a bat left doesn't make you bleed out before you can get to sick bay, like that kind of thing. You know? Ooh, I didn't think about that. Like you I mean, can just ask for things you deserve and you get a promotion, you know, like that kind of. Well, um, that's, in, in, I'm sure, I, I'm sure. It's okay to say I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It's all right. It depends on, a lot of it depends on what the GM wants to do. And a lot of these role-playing games, they do have some sort of experience points that, Mm. you know, and there's a guideline for once you achieve a hundred experience points, Mm -hmm. then you level up or you rank up, you know, 
So it seems like, okay, so I see a possible, like a potential for some issues here because you, everyone needs to be able, everyone needs to be friends with the GM. Like everyone needs to be able to get along very well with the GM, right? I because think, otherwise well, yeah. the GM is able to do, do stupid, cruddy things to you. Well, right? I mean, because they can do things they're... without like being overt about it, but your character like never succeeds at anything it does. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing is there that's where the dice come in. Your GM typically will set a level and say, okay, you've got to roll at least a 15 or better to achieve this because this is that hard. Okay. You know, you're trying to roll a massive two pound boulder with a, a broomstick. And, you know, there's a high probability of failure. I'm sorry, so did you, you say a massive two-pound boulder? Two-ton boulder. Oh, okay. I My hearing is going. <laughs> I might have said two pounds, but I That's meant okay. two-ton. Gotcha. I was thinking in terms of pounds, so I probably meant to say 4,000 pounds. Okay. <laughs> you know, so yes. there's a high... Mm -hmm probability of a failure to do that so you have to sure. achieve a 15 or better gotcha. so you roll your dice and you get a natural 20 he has no no choice but to say yes you achieve the thing and you know we move on yes you move the boulder and then it rolled over you as soon as you moved it <laughs> well yeah he could do that he or she could do that yeah. they could have the you know something drastic happen where there is an oops kind of thing you know, if they're oops, you're dead. You might as well go home because pretty much your character is out of the story. Take your stupid chips with you. Your wings were a bad flavor, and we didn't enjoy your karaoke either. Have a good night. I mean, there are role playing games where the idea is that you one, you're creating your character as you're doing your adventure, and you've got to figure mm. out your character because the GM knows all the characters and they pre build the characters. Two. Hmm. You're probably going to no, die multiple times, so the GM already has characters made up for you to choose from. Oh, it, there's a dungeon crawl classic where you're probably going to die before the end of the session, in each session. So you're because okay. you're, you're playing just the little uh, villager that has no experience in how to stop a dragon instead of the, you know, the the paid adventurer that is you know big and mighty, you know, and and never loses a battle okay so anyway well, back this has been uh <laughs> a, a really interesting toe dip into the world of star yeah. trek adventures yeah and i learned a lot about star trek rpg -ing. i may not have learned a lot about it but i feel like i've learned a lot about it because i didn't know anything about it yeah so uh it's it's pretty it's still it's as interesting as it sounded to in the beginning uh, yes and and it's sort of i don't know that i've been quite uh, able to separate it yet from my experience with AD&D because I'm still thinking <laughs> about funny. like it's the interpersonal that kind of bothers me like I would actually yeah. have to have four friends oh <laughs> just kidding uh, well you, you got you're half you friend. got a friend in me is that where you're going yeah <laughs> I mean yeah I would I would I'm sure sure you would include me in that and I would bet you Chris you'd include him yeah, or Gallifrey. Uh, yes, Gallifrey it is. All right, cool. The, well, thanks so, for I'm sorry, go short, to summarize about the books that I bought. Yeah. Uh they are nice, fancy books. They are sort of not leather, but they're leather imitation leather bound, not the cheap oh. leather, but 
Okay. Uh, they are really nice looking hmm. books, but I wouldn't get them until I already had the core role playing book because sure. apparently even after owning both of these, I still need to get the core rule book. And yeah, the core rule book might be thick and daunting to, to read. And mm-hmm. these are small and easy to look at. Yeah. But, or at least somebody, especially the GM is going to need the core rule book. Sure. And in order to get character sheets, you could probably find them online somewhere, but Modifius wants you to get the character sheets from the back of your book. So uh, gotcha. Um, and Ooh. and there's also Star Starship uh, character sheets too, because mm. you can outfit and design your own Starship as ho- however you want it. Coolly, oh, yeah. So, we'll have to return to this topic at some point in the kind of near future. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you for listening to me and uh, putting up with uh, my choice of topic this week, th- yeah. this this time. It was cool. It's something that I wouldn't have come up with and it's something that I, <laughs> that I got a little bit out of. I kind of learned something here. Well, so good. I'm glad yeah, you did. I can't wait for the next time we get we have a, ta- a chance to talk about this because I'm sure we'll be able to get a little more in-depth because now I have like the basic fundamentals, I think. <laughs> sure. Well, maybe by then I'll have uh, cracked open the... Uh, player's guide and read a little bit and told you some of the basic rules and settings that they talk about cool sounds neat so all right well yeah that's so we'll uh so thanks for joining us again i'm sorry please say more things (laughs) yes to our patrons i am going to go on an away mission uh or maybe a leave oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh uh-huh uh, I Ooh, will do absence. my best mm. to report <laughs> to report in periodically as yeah. when I'm gone. I'm going on two missions coming up, but uh, yeah. there'll be a break between them, so yeah. I should have these are use. these are pre-planned. These are more like you're you're going on conferences. Yes, I'm going yeah. on conferences. Yeah, there you go. I don't want anybody to be worried that like something's <laughs> happening and people yeah, are storing this... words and stuff. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. we're going to be so anyway. Yeah. Well, cool. We're going to try to stay connected during those times. Hopefully, we'll be able to continue creating episodes along the way. Yeah. So that that's it for now. Yeah. Please look forward to and join us on our next Section 31. We'll see you guys soon. All right. All right. Cheers. How'd your thing with your mom go? It was good. It was a good day. You know, hung out. Got some peanut butter brownies my sister made. My sister bakes like like an angel. Oh, so okay. peanut butter brownies i've never had one before my mother had never had one before i think they I are yeah. dangerous dangerous <laughs> yes i had a half of one and it was amazing and then i ate the other one while i was driving on the highway and then oh. <laughs> and the, or the other half rather and then i might have another half before i go to bed really good <laughs> three halves my, my sister my mom also gave me some bonds that my grandmother got for me in like the 70s that have now matured Ooh. and uh, equal far more than the face value. I found out a few months before cool. we started this. Yeah, pretty exciting. I didn't. I didn't make the connection, but this was a birthday thing, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, we were go over there to clean out my mom's uh, extra storage unit so that you know she wouldn't mm. have to keep paying the place for it every month. And uh-huh. uh, so I got actually all of my Star Trek Christmas ornaments. She was because, you know, she was like, I need to get rid of some of these ornaments because it was a family of five's <laughs> ornaments. And now she's yeah. like, I really don't need all these, all these. So I came and got yeah. all my Star Trek ones. I had Breaker like crouched down by a rock with a phaser. 
for some reason. <laughs> cool. Like, what? What is this? <laughs> and, then, and then I have and some Hallmark ships. Order. And I have, although I have uh, Ben Cisco already at here, uh -huh. I, I now have one in a box also. <laughs> Apparently, I must like Ben Cisco. Well, I. Apparently, Bob wasn't one. Why. Yeah. Or you forgot you had it and you bought another one? Yeah, exactly that. Do you have the uh, NX01? No. Uh, model that was just supposed to sit on your desk? No. Oh, okay. No, I have no NX01 memorabilia, except for my picture of um, Anthony Montgomery with an autograph on it. Ooh. I almost thought I wanted a uh, picture of, of Scott Bakula with Breezy Porthos. Yes. But I almost bought that one at one point on eBay, but I never got around to it. And it would be a rare find to find now. But... Yes. All right, then. Have a good evening. I'll All look right. forward to talking to you tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. I'll send the files as soon as I get taken care of. Hey, it's Jack again. I hope that you enjoyed our entry of segment 31, and I hope that you join us over on Patreon, and I hope that you got a lot out of Earl's uh, talking about Star Trek uh, adventures. So uh, stay positive, dream big, and... You know the rest. See you in a couple days for Let's Talk About Trex's wrap-up of Star Trek Lower Decks Season 4. Support the continued making of this show through Patreon.com. Let's Talk About Trex is a production of Anodyne Relay supported by the Star Trek fan community of listeners like you. We review the copyrighted works of Paramount CBS's Star Trek team, of whom no copyright infringement is intended. You can reach us via email at email at letstalkabouttrex.com. You can leave us a message at area code 202-804-6312. Our producer is David Moody, and our writers, Jack and Earl, are on Twitter as at TrexTalkers, and would greatly appreciate the obligatory like and subscribe from wherever you're listening now. We record on Lenovo computers with Zoom, mix with NCH Mixpad, and master with Kako 3Bird. Our intro, outro, and interstitial musics feature samples from Awakening by Waterboy from Pixabay.